Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. One of the things I evaluate, did I do something that I need to ask God to forgive me? Or thank you, God. Man, you opened that door for me. Your favor was on me. So I'm very specific. Thank you. Do you think God liked us to thank him? Of course he does. So I write it down. Because writing is better than my memory. Definitely in my age. Now you quit laughing if you're younger than me. Because you're headed the same place I am. And you'll never remember me saying this because you'll forget it. So I evaluate. If you don't evaluate your life, you will never grow. If you read the Psalms, there are examples of the various ways the writers interact with God. Praise, complaints, contemplation on God's attributes, and many other things. In the Psalms, God is related to in the same way people interact with each other. You're told that this is how you develop a deeper relationship with God. Pastor Mark will be teaching about doing the same thing. You'll be encouraged to cultivate a different mindset about living as a Christ follower. You'll find out what your true role is on the earth. You'll learn how to go about fulfilling God's purpose for your life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 as he continues his message, Living with a Pilgrim Mentality. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people said, here are the top three regrets I have. Here's what I would do different. Number one, I would have reflected more on my life. If I had a chance to do it over, I would have reflected more on my life. Basically, here's a comment from one of them. I was too busy and didn't take time to think about what I was doing with my life. Time is the most valuable asset you have. It's the most valuable asset I have. Remember the three priorities from the Bible? God, people, and how we use our time. See, sometimes you think, well, I'm doing pretty good with my time. I don't want to do good with their time. I want to do the best with my time. But only God knows how to do that. Now, think about this. It's time to stop right now. We just finished 218. We're going to go to 219. So I want you to look at that statement. I would have reflected more on my life. How can you and I, as we head into 219, reflect more on what we're doing on our life? Think about that. As you look back at 218, I'm sure all of us said, that was a waste. Sometimes, well, I should say all the time, on and off, we worry about little things. And pretty soon I'm focusing on the worry, and then you go to the scripture. Stop worrying, pray, give it to God. See, worry goes on forever. Turn it over, God stops right there. 
But sometimes if I don't, I'm wasting my time worrying what? Because worry accomplishes how much? Yeah, we all know that. And yet, what do we do? We worry. Some of you are worried right now. Of course, that's an ordinary thing like. Give it to God. Give it to God. Second regret. I would have lived a life filled with purpose and fulfillment. I don't know the answer to this, but I'm sure you thought about it as well. When Anthony Bourdain committed suicide, he was the top of everything. Head of CNN as far as known name all over the world, travel, every woman he wanted in the world, all the restaurants, all the money he had. He committed suicide. Why? He had no purpose. You see, a life without purpose is empty and unfulfilling. No matter what you can do, you will never be at peace because God created you and me to be in a relationship with him. Without that relationship, every road we go down is a dead end. Unless you have a personal relationship with God, you will never find purpose and peace and meaning in your life. Never, never. Ten of you like that. The rest of you are going like, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. I'm telling you the truth. I'll share with you as we move on in the series. Do you know what the suicide rate has done? Through the roof. Why? No hope, no meaning in life, no purpose. I would have lived a life filled with purpose and fulfillment. You can only do that when you turn your life over to Jesus Christ. Only way. Only way. Only way. Now, number three, I would have taken more risks. Remember that worker at the start of the story? I just sit. I just sit. When you see the word risk, spiritually, that's the word faith. See, if we're going to please God, the book of Hebrews says, I have to live a life of faith. Believing in him, trusting in him, not seeing the future, but taking steps of faith. Not just sits. Think about it. Are you and I pleasing God by taking steps of faith in our life? Somebody said this in the answer to that when they said, this is my third regret. They would call it their first regret. Listen, I played life too safe. The boring routine of life made me feel numb. I felt most alive when I took more risks by growing and being stretched. Now, notice, these people are not believers, but that fits in perfect. You see, when we take steps of faith, what is God doing? He's growing us. He's maturing us. He's stretching us. And that's where purpose comes in. What gets you up in the morning? Now, Pastor Myers, a cup of coffee. That's fine. But really, what gets you up? What gives you purpose and meaning? To serve God for another day, man? God's good, amen? He's great. He's blessed us. He's blessed us. So you have to say, God, how can I bless you? Being a person of faith. I want you to think about that this year. When he stretches you, some of you, when we get ready to start all these home groups, prayer culture that comes. Pastor Mark, You guys actually come here at 6 in the morning? What are you, crazy? No, we love God. And God answers prayer. 
You'll be shocked at our campuses at 6 a.m. in the morning, especially Monday and Fridays when people can come or whatever during prayer culture. We'll have more than 1,000 people just at this campus at 6 a.m. And people drive going, what's happening? They give them something away free at that church? What? <laughs> They're going to work and they drive. I'm serious. We, had to get, we have to get police to take all the cars that come in. Why? Because God answers prayer. We have to take steps of faith. Some of you have never signed up for a home group. Why? I don't want to be with those funky people. You're funky yourself. What's your problem? Aren't we all funky or what? We are. Look at around you. Hello. We're all funky people made in the image of God. Get yourself in a home group. Small. Take a step of faith. Praise the Lord. Now, those regrets that I gave you are not the only regrets we have. All of us have regrets from 2.18 because we gave in to temptation. And we had to ask God to forgive us. You see, we are to learn from our past regrets, but we are not to live in the past. I have to learn from them, but I'm not to live. We have a gracious, forgiving God, so let's make sure we've asked God to forgive us and then move forward. Don't live in 2018. That's not where you're at. You might have blown a few checks still writing 218, but we don't live in 218. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and say this. I'm leaving my past in the past, and I'm going forward. Come on, tell them right now. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. Now, here's what I want you to do. Wait a minute. Just a minute. Just take your hand like this. This is your past in 218. I want you to put it under your seat right there. Come on, put it right under your seat. Everybody put it right under your seat. By the way, you're, you're, you're mixing with the first services pass right there. Just take it right there. Just put it right there. And then I want you to look at the bottom of your seat and do this. Bye. I'm serious. Bye. Now, if I see anybody when we dismiss, you get up and go, oh, good. I'm, li- I'm going to look you out. I'm going to get you at the door. Because we're leaving the past. Where? In the past. Hallelujah. And what are we doing? We're going forward. Amen. Now, somebody will bring up the past. It's the enemy. Remind him of his future. (laughs) Okay. Now, number two. Pilgrims spend time alone with God. To refocus and be refreshed. One day Jesus was ministering with the disciples, Peter's mother-in-law's house. Many people came and were healed. The very next morning, Jesus went out and had a time with God. Look what it says. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. The disciples went out to find him. And they said, Jesus, what are you doing out here praying? you got to come back. These people are at the door waiting. And Jesus would say, this is the story, the verses that go on after this. He says, no, God said I have to go to the next town because these people haven't even heard about the gospel yet. Now, see, that's a time of refocusing. Wise pilgrims realize the value of spending time with God. God speaks to us through the word. I need direction. You need direction. Christianity is based on a daily personal relationship with Jesus. 
One thing I learned many years ago in my life is a simple principle called journaling. It means just having a quiet time with God, whether it be in the morning or the afternoon or the night, it doesn't really matter, on a kind of a regular basis. It's a daily process of examining and evaluating my life in a written form. Now, for years, I did it with just a simple notebook. Now, don't get, don't get discouraged when I'm talking to you about this. I'm not talking about I sit down and I have an hour and a half quiet time. That's unrealistic from like 99% of the people. I'm not talking about my study time. My study takes, for what I'm teaching you here, usually takes me 15 hours a week, at least. I'm talking about a quiet time that takes me 15 or 20 minutes. First thing I do, by the way, I don't do it on paper anymore. I do it with a little program called Day One. Day One. It's an app you can get free. Day One. Just go look at it. You can do it on your iPad. You can do it on your smartphone. You can do whatever. Day One. And I I do three things. You can still do it on paper. You don't have to have that. I like it because there's history there. So what, what am I looking when I get up in the morning and do this quiet time? I'm looking to evaluate yesterday. One of the things I evaluate... Did I do something that I need to ask God to forgive me? Or thank you, God. Man, you opened that door for me. Your favor was on me. So I'm very specific. Thank you. Do you think God likes us to thank him? Of course he does. So I write it down. Because writing is better than my memory. Definitely my age. Now you quit laughing if you're younger than me. Because you're headed the same place I am. And you'll never remember me saying this because you'll forget it. So I evaluate. If you don't evaluate your life, you will never grow. How could I do this better? We do that all the time. And that's what you're doing. Number two, I read the word with application. So, and I'll give you an example of how that works. I take a little passage of scripture, and I say, God, speak to me from that. The Bible says, sheep, hear the master, and they follow him. God will speak to you through the word of God. It's living. Now, some people get it wrong. How you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, I got studied my Bible. It's January. I read 12 chapters in Genesis yesterday. It's fantastic. And I said to them, what'd you learn? Uh, There's 12 chapters in Genesis. (laughs) That's useless. That's useless. You have to have application. We're not here for information. We're here for transformation. And that comes from meditating on the word. Number three, then I pray to God, short. And then I listen to God. God always has something to say to us. He loves us. He wants to direct us. So those are the things I do, and I do it on a routine basis. Now let me share something with you. Here are two good ways to read the Word of God with application. Here's the first one. It's called the Version Bible app. I don't know how many of you have that. It's free on an iPad. It's free on smartphones. You can do it on your computer. It was written by a gentleman still being used all over the world. He's a multimillionaire, and he just did it all for free. It's fantastic. Now, look at this. Look at the detail of this. There's 13,000 devotional plans. If you want to say, I'm looking for marriage. I'm looking for anger. I'm looking for peace. I'm looking how to get out of debt spiritually. They're all there. 13,000 plans that are biblically based. Second, look what it has. How many Bible versions on you version? You know, NIV, New Living Translation, The Message, American Standard. There's 1,810 Bible versions. You think you got it? Now look at this next one. There's 1,255 languages in that program. 
Now, of course, you're going to pick Spanish or Asian, or you're going to pick English. Why why 1,255? Because Jesus wants the whole world saved. Do you understand that? So think of that brilliance there. And how many users so far to this year? 355 million users. Get online. Download it. Get started. Have fun with it. It's going to change you because you're reading. Now, I want to give you an example of what happens. Linda and I do this all the time. We use Alexa, and we say to Alexa, Bible app, Genesis 3, and she'll read it to you, and you follow through. You have your Bible, and you just follow it. Now, see, if you're reading, that's what Linda and I do every morning. We read the passage and have the guy speak to us. It's double. It's one by your eyes and one by your ears, and it goes to your heart. I'd like to speak like that. I like these guys that are brilliant. When you go to all these names in the Old Testament, you go, (laughs) they just say it right out like it's no big deal at all. But see, when you're listening to the word, what's happening? It's getting into your your mind. And when it gets into our mind, we think different, but then we live different. You got it. You got it. Second thing you can do. Here's a devotional. You can go to CCM, our website, and you can just find the daily devotions. And have them send it to you Monday through Friday. That's people in all of our campuses that are gifted in writing a devotional. And it's going to be about the sermon, whoever's teaching on the weekend. And it will have application for you. Or you can get Billy Graham's. He still has a, a website from things in the old days. You can get Charles Stanley. You can get Adrian Rogers, even though he's passed. He's got great devotions. You can have all those kind of things. They're just there. Don't do life without starting in the morning with God. It's not five hours. It's 15, 20 minutes getting direction, letting the Holy Spirit speak to you. Now, see if you can finish this. Pastor Mike, I'm really not sure about that. Good. If nothing changes, that was for you. If something changes, good. What happens at the start of a year? We usually do what? We change things. Remember all the food you ate at Christmas? (laughs) I won't ask how many are on a diet. You're hurting so bad you probably couldn't lift your hand because you have no dessert now. Some of you bought all kinds of exercise machines. You're calling Craigslist in about six weeks. (laughs) How much can I get for this baby? See, use your time and your money wisely. Amen? So, start it. Don't just say, nice decision, Pastor Mark. Make a change. Now, when Jesus was here, he said this. If you want to be my disciple, it's found in John 12. If you want to be my disciple, you have to follow me. Because my servants must be where I am. When Jesus said to his disciples, follow me, none of the disciples said, where are you going? What they were focused on, life is not just about where we are going. We know where we're going. We're going to heaven. But are we going with Jesus? Who are you doing life with? Remember, a key purpose of following Jesus is to spend time with him. So when I have that journaling time or the devotion with you and the Bible reading, 
What am I doing? I'm spending time with who? God. With Jesus. With the Holy Spirit. See, that's how we do life. We don't do it on our own. Now, some of you here are not a Christian yet on our campuses. You're doing life by yourself. It doesn't work. You have no wisdom. You were not designed to do it. So Jesus used those terms. That's why I don't use the term very often, even though it's a great term, Christian. I use the term Christ follower, that I'm actually following God. I'm going with God. I'm doing life with him every day. Because as I do life with him, I become more like him. Here's number three. Pilgrims know how to defeat sinful desires. One of the things that Peter reminds us, look at this verse. Dear friends, I warn you, notice the word, as temporary residents and foreigners, while we're here on this earth, to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Peter says, look, for your spiritual health, You have to understand, as a Christian, as a Christ follower, you're in a spiritual warfare. There's a battle. Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, unbelievers don't realize that life is a spiritual battle because it really isn't from them. They're already serving Satan. They just don't know it. Now, in Galatians, watch what Paul writes. I say then, live by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. Peter reminds us that life is a spiritual battle. As we live, Christ followers in many ways are strangers in this world. We don't live with the standards of the world. We are not living for self. We're not living for instant gratification. And we face choices. But we have an old sinful nature that resides. When you became a Christian, your spirit was renewed. Remember, we're body, soul, and spirit. My spirit was totally 100% renewed. But I'm left with the old balmer. And that fight goes on all the time. And Satan loves to tempt us with all kinds of things. You'll see that in a moment. The bait that he uses, the way he uses and baits the hook that gets us. So understand, Peter is saying, look, you're going to have to be careful because there's desires inside of you that don't match what a Christ follower does. Look how Paul writes it as kind of an example of sinful desires. Now, I'm not just talking to four people. I'm talking to every single Christian. We have that battle inside us right now. Now look at it, Galatians 5. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, not the spirit, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild party, and other sins like these. And it just goes what? On and on and on. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark taught about changing your thinking about this life. You are challenged to begin to think of yourself as a stranger on this planet, but this isn't your final home. You were reminded that God wants you to make the best use of your time possible. Pastor Mark gave you tools to help you be more God-focused in your daily living. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue teaching Living with the Pilgrim Mentality. He'll show you more tools to get your regular Bible study and quiet time off of the ground. He'll be encouraging you to live a life that is modeled after Jesus. He'll be talking about ways you can do that. You'll be reminded that God's on your side and He wants you to win. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.